0: Welcome into the RSL post-match show here on the RSL Radio Network. Jay Catch, Spencer Warren, Tom Hackett will be with us momentarily. But uh, Spino, talk about a wild second half as RSL claws their way back from a 2-0 deficit at halftime to salvage a 2-2 draw, and they do it on a Justin Glad goal in the 98th minute.
1: Yeah, a, a phenomenal strike by, yeah. uh, by Justin Glad. Left-footed as well. I, I mean, geez, it was no less than RSL deserved, though. To be honest with you, the, the chances they created, they might be a little annoyed that they didn't get all three points in the second 45 I, minutes. I agree with you on that, yeah. But yeah, just just a really great reaction. I mean, to have a penalty overturned, then obviously rightly Pablo Ruiz's long-range blast called back because Anderson Julio was in an out- offside position just obstructing the goalkeeper's view um, You you just felt like everything was against RSL tonight. And uh, the the way they kept plugging away, I thought the subs did brilliantly um, when they came on, all of them. um, I thought they were excellent uh, to a man. And uh, Diego Luna, once again, running the show. This is a Mm -hmm. special, special kid. Yeah, he, he showed his ability to control the match. Uh, fantastic
0: assist on the Justin Glad goal in particular, and Tom Hackett joins us now. Tom, uh, initial takeaways as RSL claws their way back late in this one to salvage a 2-2 draw.
2: Just a really impressive uh, gutsy effort from the outside. Like, didn't look good at halftime, obviously. We spoke at halftime about how uh, they just didn't look overly creative enough Mm -hmm. to come back, but Jefferson Savarino, it's why you pay him the big bucks. He comes on at halftime. He's not 100% fit. He's been dealing with uh, a bit of an ankle injury. He's played significant minutes with his national team and he didn't get in all that long ago uh, after uh, quite a long haul, travel haul and he comes on at halftime and completely changes the entire complexity of the game. He finds the football early in that second half. He's bouncing around the right flank, linking up with the likes of Andrew Brody and Diego Luna who's moving all around the attacking third and I just thought the addition of Jefferson Savarino uh, allowed for Real Salt Lake to come back into that contest.
0: Well, and, uh, Spen, I'm going to go back to a point you made in the at, the at halftime. You said, I feel like they've, in some ways, have given up. They don't have the creativity. You saw both Danny Musovski and Jefferson Savarino come on at halftime, and it seemed like the creativity immediately came back onto the pitch.
1: Yeah, and obviously Savas a danger man uh, yes. and immediately attracts two players, which opens up gaps uh, for for RSL. Danny Masovsky missed an easier chance, in my opinion, um, oh, just absol- a few minutes a before. Yes, yeah, absol- an absolute sitter, sitter yeah. for him. Um, but uh, didn't let his head drop. This is also a testament. Time wasting is part of the game, mm-hmm. but Minnesota went an extra. Oh, they they went, went extra. Nine yeah. minutes of added time, and it really did, and thankfully, burn them in the backside. Mm-hmm. But they were holding on for dear life because I thought RSL, again, just shy of 70% in, in the overall in the match. 27 shots. The issue is, though, just a six on target. And that yep. was part of the problem for for RSL tonight. And the shots that were on target, the two goals, and then was it three or four shots from outside the area from uh, from Jefferson Savarino. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's still some work to do, but nothing nothing less than they deserve tonight getting back uh, all square. Yeah, the, the, obviously the, the home wins still are
0: lacking, honestly. Tommy said it was April 22nd, right, in the pregame. So it's been over two calendar months since they've won at home. This one's going to feel a little bit different considering the, the way the first half went for you to rally the way you did. I think RSL can take some momentum from this. They will be uh, back home on July eighth, which will be, uh, in theory, Chicho Arango's debut with the club in their next home match. And better be. It, what? <laughs> well, <better> be. <laughs> yeah, good, good point. Um, we'll, we'll see how that shakes out. Uh, we are awaiting a post-game uh, audio and uh, video from RSL. We'll get that to you as soon as it comes live. Uh, I also wanted to ask you about Tom. I wanted you get your thoughts on this. Spindle mentioned it right off the top. Diego Luna really showed his quality in this, uh, his ability to really kind of control the action and set guys up. What did you take away from him?
2: Yeah, Ben and I were talking about it throughout the game um, as we sat in the press box. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just think he, I think he sees the game differently. You know, he actually doesn't have, when you look at kind of him as a person, as, as a footballer, he doesn't mm-hmm. have a ton going for him. He, he's not the biggest fella. He's not yeah. the fastest. He's got decent balance. But, boy, the touch the creativity the vision is maybe the one that, the one area just when he gets the ball he sees things that other players don't always see and then he can execute the pass required to uh, to make it all happen so he's a uh, he's a special special player just 18
1: just 19
2: 19, yeah. a- 19 just years turned old, 19 yeah. he um yeah no he, he's something to uh, to behold honestly they got to play him and uh, we spoke about this last game, but if, uh, you know, when Chicho Arango comes on to the fold here at America First Field, that, that combination, Saverino, Gomez, mm-hmm. Luna, and, and Chicho, that, that could take, potentially take Real Salt Lake to the Promised Lands if they, uh, if they can figure it out.
0: Yeah, I, I do wonder, just this is looking way ahead. I wonder if it may necessitate, and you've kind of talked about this, you want to see a, a little bit of a lineup change. I wonder if that may necessitate that.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to see it this season because sure. the 4-4-2 has been practiced uh, all of preseason. Uh-huh. You know, we're over halfway through the season now. Uh, that might be something they do in the off season. But if you can get the likes of Savarino, Luna, um, Gomez, you know, Dami and obviously Chicho, and you've got the others that are. Chipping in with goals. Danny Mussovsky's done nothing wrong uh, in this run of games that, that he's been playing. Well, besides um, missing the one-on-one well, chance. Yeah, we already discussed <laughs> that one, absolutely. <laughs> a little bit of a sitter that he yeah. He redeemed died. himself a minute late, Exactly, Correct. yeah. No, and that's, that's what every good striker does. I mean, you're going to miss chances. Uh, didn't let his head drop, and, and yeah. a beautiful ball like, by Paulo Ruiz. Had a short memory on it, and then yeah, obviously gets,
0: gets the next one. And that's, there, There's something to be said for that, because a lot of guys, when you miss a chance, that good
1: on that that one that he missed, it can cause you to be like, okay, I doubt yourself just a little bit. Yeah, absolutely, and put yourself on your heels a little bit, but no, he wasn't. He he was able to chase down and get on the end of that wonderful ball from from Paulo Ruiz. Going back to to Diego Luna, though, Mm -hmm. when you look at him play, when the ball is played into him, it doesn't matter how hard it's played into him, his feet are so soft. Mm -hmm. His touch is immaculate. I mean, we saw one one bobble and and he managed to get it to an RSL player uh, still, but it's above major league soccer standard in my opinion. And I think this kid, if he can get super fit and become an integral part of RSL, I'm sorry to say, but I think he goes to a different level uh, and moves on. And I think RSL get plenty of coin uh, for his services because he is that special. All right. We will take a timeout here. We'll come back. We are awaiting RSL post-match comments from Pablo
0: Mastroini as well as RSL players. I'm going to imagine that Justin Glad likely is going to be at the podium after that, uh, After that late strike for him, uh, we'll let you hear those. Coming up next, this is your RSL post-match show. By the way, also, real quick, uh, if you guys want to weigh in, we'd love to have your guys' social media comments. So uh, please tweet at us, Jacob C. Hatch. Tom's got the best Twitter handle in the world. Tom can't hack it. It's the best Twitter handle in the world. Uh, And then also you can send them to KSL Sports or KSL Sports Zone on Twitter as well. We'll get those on air with us as well. Uh, More in a moment. This is your RSL post-match show right here on the RSL Radio Network.
3: shot and a goal it's justin glad smooth of the assist glad
0: the goal 2-2 one minute to go for a miracle finish but rsl looks like they've
3: salvaged a point
0: welcome back to the rsl post match show as you just heard that was the game tying goal for justin glad in the 98th minute as rsl salvages a point at home against minnesota united 2-2 the final here and uh honestly, it feels like in so many ways that it was a uh, tell two halves in many ways. Speno, uh, rsl very poor in that first half, but they clawed their way back into the second one. They finished with, I, I see, I'm seeing 69.8% po- yeah. uh, uh, possession in this one. Controlled the action, and uh, as you mentioned, they kind of justly got the, the point that they deserved late in this one.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and obviously you saw from the first minute how much – Uh, time Minnesota were trying to waste Mm -hmm. Um, and it bit them in the backside nine minutes of added time in that second half and it was all due to just time wasting and whatnot and and, um, yeah it's all it's part of the game but they went a a little bit too long and and, uh, yeah they were they were hanging on for dear life to be honest with you. Uh, And RSL, you know, whilst they'll be absolutely uh, over the moon that they've clawed a a two-goal deficit down, they might be slightly annoyed that they didn't get all three points with the chances they they did create tonight. Uh, Just an update for any of you who may be
0: wondering, the U.S. men's national team in action against Jamaica in first-round action of the Gold Cup, Uh, Brandon Vasquez just scored to equalize that one against Jamaica 1-1. So, wow. uh, We'll keep you updated on that. I think that's in the 88th minute. Uh, So that one's getting late uh, in the Gold Cup. Uh, Tom, now obviously RSL now turns their attention to actually having a full week off. They will make the trip to Toronto yep. next Saturday. Uh, in some ways, I, I, we played in the pregame. Pablo was joking. It's like it's like it's really weird to have a whole week off. Like to have a whole week to train, but that should give them an opportunity to work on some of the deficiencies they're probably going to see on the film from tonight.
2: Yeah, I think. Um, and, you, and you made a comment earlier, Jake, mm-hmm. <clears throat> about how it was a poor first half. It wasn't great. Sure, but, but I don't think it was. A, I really don't think it was that bad. I think it okay. was a couple moments that uh, got away from Real Salt Lake, that made it look on paper a lot worse than it was. I also thought when they conceded that second goal, they were down 2-0. They didn't drop their heads. They kept playing. They kept pushing. They couldn't create anything, and it looked rather stale up front, but they were trying mm-hmm. nonetheless. They didn't look defeated, which I uh, I do give them credit for. And then that opening 20 or so minutes... They were all over them, uh, creating chances, pinning them deep, and uh, I actually thought they played a pretty good round of football tonight despite a few moments.
0: Well, and the other thing about this, uh, sorry, I was going to say, the, that PK that was waved off due to VAR, it seems it like in some ways RSL never –
1: really recovered after that it seemed like to knock them down a peg a bit yeah definitely uh, yeah, obviously you know you, you're preparing yourself to take a penalty thinking mm-hmm. that you're going to take the lead or at least have a, a a fantastic opportunity to take the lead and and uh, it, it goes against you um if it's the right call i i didn't see it back it looked soft initially because mm-hmm. i thought it was shoulder to shoulder uh but yeah uh it, it, they don't stop working, even though they kind of ran out of ideas. Yeah. Pablo's minimum requirement is that you give 100%, and if you're not, then you're taken off. And you saw um, Andres Gomez kind of surprised me coming off at half time, but obviously just coming back from that ankle knock, maybe that was pre-planned, I don't know. Uh, or maybe you just uh, re-aggravated it. Michael Chang was, was poor in the first sure. 45 minutes, and the two changes were, were brilliant. You saw the blink-up play start to happen, a little bit more movement, um, uh, Around the penalty area, I thought uh, Anderson Julio looked more comfortable playing up front with off the shoulder of uh, Danny Masovsky and obviously then uh, comes out. But I, I just thought that, that uh, the two changes were were perfect uh, with regards to, to getting RSL back into the game. You saw immediately Savarino so comfortable on the ball and then you see Drawing two defenders pretty much every time, and that just creates a little, uh, a few more gaps, and that's what happens with Danny Masovsky's first chance, which he blazes over the bar. He's all alone uh, and gets into the box, and and, yeah, he'll be kicking himself that he doesn't have two goals tonight. But you just saw that what what. Saverino brings to this team he occupies defenders not just the one that's there but he'll, he'll, he'll the other defender that will slide over as well
2: and then Demir Krylak had a couple chances he late had, there too yeah, I thought
0: that, that header just could not generate uh, enough RPM on it or he might have beaten the keeper to the far post
2: yeah I mean, he had the keeper beaten on two occasions and missed that uh, missed by missed by a few inches far post but unlike Dami imagine that if he had a, scored one of them the bloody roof would have blown off if there was one. <laughs> You're not kidding. I <laughs> <out. Jeez. laughs> love the Brent making fun of the
0: Aussie. This is awesome. Uh, but your, your points well take it. There, there were so many chances, and I, there, I think Arsenal's going to probably look back at this and say, man, one of those goes a different way. We're, we're walking away with all three points after rallying from a two-goal deficit.
1: Yeah, and I think that th- you you then start to dream about Chicho, who's here again tonight. Sure. A clean uh, finisher, uh, and he's going to be licking his lips at the oh, opportunities yeah. that RSL are creating. Mm-hmm. If RSL weren't creating, then uh, then we would be in deep trouble. Um, and, and the fact that we're getting by and getting good results on the road, and hopefully this is a platform that RSL can build on at home as well, as the games, you know, continue to come thick and fast. Uh, interesting thing, I'm just noticing this Tori Penso, who is our center official tonight. She's actually still on the pitch, like doing
0: like a warm down in a way. Like I'm not 100 certain what's going on here. So,
2: well, she. Uh She's a female, and that would suggest that she's going to live longer than men. And Bro. we don't see men, male referees do this. So, <laughs> yeah, so a lot true. I'm, a just, lot so I'm true. just saying,
1: like, I'm, I, I, you rarely see this, so I'm kind of impressed. Well, she gets around the pitch. She does. As, as well as uh, anyone I've seen in the center, to be honest with you. I thought she ha- let a lot go. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a couple of fouls there uh, uh, that RSL uh, committed on, on Minnesota players. M- mainly Reynoso and uh, let things go. And I was just like, okay, it's going to be that type of game. So I was absolutely delighted when when the referee isn't the center of attention. Obviously, the two-var decisions, mm-hmm. she has to make the correct call there. But I thought uh, generally, I thought she had a really solid game in the center of the pitch. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I, just, I, I don't know if I've
0: ever seen a center official out on the pitch after the match. <laughs> so kind of interesting that she's still out here. But nonetheless, uh, continuing to break this down. A couple of comments coming in on social media. Spencer Horton here at Spencer Hort, Spencer Hort on Twitter says, What a beauty by Glad. I uh, love the fight, but they need to figure out how to get right at home. And obviously, mm-hmm. RSL fans are just craving it. They, they want to see all three points collected. Like I said, it's been two over two calendar months since RSL got a home win.
2: Yeah, and it's getting frustrating, and understandably so, but... Um, but but they're playing a different brand of football now than they have all year long, in mm-hmm. my opinion. This last week, in particular, DC United, 2-1 win. The big one for me was obviously that St. Louis 3-1 win mm-hmm. on the road. And then tonight, I thought they were they were probably deserving of all three points. They, mm-hmm. the, they're going to be kicking themselves, but you've got to ride the highs and forget about the lows. And they seem to have forgotten about the lows that plagued them. For a couple months there, and they're riding the high at the minute. And, uh, and if they can take it into Toronto next week, then,
1: then who knows? And obviously, they're when you think about it, at the start of last week, if you say you've got two road games and a home game, and you get seven points, you'd be absolutely
0: made oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: You'd stand up for it right away. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, so that, that's the thing. Like, uh, DJ was breaking right? As he right before he went to his final break. He talked about it, like, Yeah, they had a chance at nine points. They got seven of them, and all things considered, it's a pretty successful week considering you're collecting all those points. So uh, we're continuing to break this down. Andrew Lord at Lord Andrew one says, it's only a draw at home versus a mediocre opponent, but Glad's goal felt like a, quote, turning of the tide moment. Arsenal showed heart and grit despite a 2 nothing deficit and multiple VAR decisions. He asked this, is, X, is
1: X-Dog back? I mean, this team doesn't give up. They don't. They don't give up. And, and again, you know, for as strange as the first half was, particularly after the first 20 minutes when RSL was so dominant, you thought maybe this is going to be 3-4-0 because – they, they, Minnesota offered nothing, and then they get those two goals, a scrappy goal yep. where RSL don't clear their lines, and then an open goal where I, I don't know what was going on. Uh, but it was all those counters, and and uh, that's all they had. That's all they – and you saw again in the second half, RSL were just camped in the Minnesota half for, for the last yep. 45 minutes, and I thought it was – Excellent soccer to watch. Uh, just unfortunate they gave up those two soft goals.
0: Well, and they were they were pressing. That was the one thing about it. they they really pinned as you mentioned Minnesota in their in their deep in their end, and that's a big part of the reason why they were able to rally. Is they just continued to press the advantage. So, uh, oh, all right, there we go. Pablo Bastianini sitting down with the media right now. We'll throw it right down to Pablo Bastianini as he addresses the media after ourselves two two draw. Uh,
4: so, Pablo, I'm curious, in a game like this where VAR obviously played, played a pretty um... Big role. Do you see it as, you know, could have had four goals, or do you see it as kind of, hey, we were lucky
3: to get out with two? Um, I don't really see it like either. I, I think the the biggest takeaways for me in, in self reflecting in the last thirty minutes was um, starting the game with without two strikers. We've been a two striker team, and and that's what made it has made us dangerous has it allows us to have more numbers in the box. And I think second half was a, was a great example of that, right? I think in the first half, we had too many players coming to feet. And then when we did break corners on the wide ends, we had no one in the box. And so I, I think that's, you know, that's a good learning lesson for myself. Um, and, um, but I think the second half, you know, the challenge was about character. You can, you can lay down um, or you can fight you know and there's two ways to affect a game tactically and we did that by bringing in Danny and uh, Sava and then there's uh with intensity and i think both of those things made made the biggest difference but but again i think it was a is a real gut check a real character check and i'm just proud of the guys for the, for the way they responded in the second half um not only get on the scoreboard but but compete in the way they did and 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 that second half is reminiscent of the last few games we've had on the road um Getting forward, you know, winning balls in midfield, spraying it, and and playing some some really good stuff. And and so for as for as tough it is to not to get three points tonight, I I think it's a victory in a lot of ways, um, given the situation that we were in at at halftime. Um, again, Sava is is one of the most talented technical players I, I I think in this league. Um, his ability. And, and and he's not and the and the thing is he's multi dimensional. I think if you have wingers that like to go one v one, that's that's all they have. If you have wingers that cross, that, that's what they have. Um, he adds uh, a high level of soccer acumen to to discern what this moment calls for. Is it a crossing moment or is it a one v one moment? Um, and I and I think again in the first half I think we made a lot of really uh, poor decisions whether we were in transition or you know in in the wide areas i I thought we struggled a little bit um and i thought he just brought his level of 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 class to the match um and and the most important part for me that he was he was so engaged and he was willing the team forward um, with every possession that we had i was just
4: gonna ask about diego real quick i think it's the first time he's gone a full 90 minutes in mls play and then you know, even in a stoppage time, he got the assist in the end for on, on Jay Glad's goal. Um, are you kind of just seeing him mature and just kind of grow into the kind of player that can go the distance in, in a lot of matches? Yeah,
3: yeah, I think, you know, it's, uh, I think, obviously, the the U-20s, he played quite a few minutes. Um, and, and there's always a big jump physically, technically, tactically, uh, I think, from, from that level to what we're encountering on the week-to-week. Um, and again, I think Diego uh for for as exciting as he is I think there's so much you know I, I think from the outside there's so much pressure for him to create every game and score goals every game um for me he's he's, he's trending in a, a very good um trajectory as far as um the work on both sides of the ball is his decisions are getting better in and around goal I still we still need him to shoot more um but for a young man, he's, he's carrying himself with, with, with a lot of poise and, and a lot of confidence. And, uh, you know, I think again, in our setup, one of our wide players will always be the drop down guy, not our two forwards. Um, and, and, and again, when you have Luna on one side and Sava occupying the spaces between the lines, but you still have stretch. Now we have multiple options and, and guys that can create from, from, a, you know, from, a, a 10 position, but we have guys that are always going to be in the box. And, um, so he's doing great.
5: Down to nothing at halftime to what what was the message to the guys?
3: Well, again, I I think the, the, message was, uh, we need more energy, right? We need more intensity in the work that we're doing. It was, the game was so slow again, because when you have people coming back to the ball it's not asking too many questions of, of, of the back line. And so they were aggressive and, and we found ourselves really playing it East to West. When we're at our best, we're playing North to South. We're picking up second balls. We're, we're, we're repressing in, in a way. And so obviously the, the, the changes I think had a big impact uh, in, in the shape and, and the personnel, but, but I think it was the the, the sharpness and the quickness, w- which we were playing through midfield out wide back central forward I just think we had a lot more options, and I think it was – so what I said to him was we need intensity and, and, and actions that, that warrant the crowd getting into the game. And, 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 and I think once we – you know, when Pablo scored that goal, I thought that was a moment. It took a little bit longer. Um, but, again, the way we play is exciting when we're, when we're playing forward, when we're getting numbers in the box, when we're creating a lot of chances. Um, and, and I think that's what we needed at halftime.
4: Paula, thank you for your time. Um, kind of based off of the previous question as well, inside of the locker room at halftime, were there guys that were kind of taking leadership roles, stepping up and getting other guys just kind of pumped up and ready for that second half?
3: It, it was actually quiet. Um, and, and that's why we always have a coach that walks through the locker room um, to get a beat on the pulse of the team, the, the psychology of the team. Um, I, I think when you have two road wins, um, your psychology is poor. me. It's not going my way. Um, and so I knew that I had to get in there again, positively own my part. And now in the second half, give me everything you got. You got to, you got to, you got to run through a wall. You got to believe that you can do this. Um, and so again, another great learning experience for, for the guys, myself and the staff. Um, but the most important thing is that we're all in this together. Um, and, and and the guys I think felt so bad that we were in this situation, and again, life doesn 't give you what you want. sometimes you have to work extra hard to get what you want and so it was a really char- it was a character check for the group and given that you know we've gone to the east coast we 've gone to the midwest we've rotated eight guys um, i couldn 't be more happy about the, the the mentality of the group and and the football that we're playing and so um, yeah, just really proud of the guys
4: you shared your sentiment kind of after the game how it was kind of a bittersweet feeling was that sentiment kind of shared by the guys after the game as well. Was it a different feeling than the, the feeling at halftime?
3: Yeah one hundred percent. I again when you're down two zero this game is 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 ruthless, you know, because you want to push, but at the same time that you're 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 towing a fine line. Cause if you push too hard you open up space behind and they got some fast players. They got Reynoso who can who created both of their goals. Um and so you're always you're on that edge. And I think we towed it just right with a good balance of, you know, sometimes we went man to man, sometimes we dropped one off, but we were able to constantly keep the ball in play um, and, and, and really make them defend. Uh, so um, I, again, when you, when you go from down to zero and you salvage a point um, the way I look at it is seven points to three games. Anytime you're, you're, you're above two points a game um, you're, you're, you're in the playoffs. And more importantly for, for me in the group, I think it is, we keep that momentum going where we're getting points every game. And, and I think that's a very powerful thing for the confidence of the group.
4: I don't believe you guys have a game midweek this week, but three game coming off of a, th- a three-game span in about a week, I think, about a week's time, was the starting lineup in this game purely a product of rotation for the most part? And um, how nice is it going to be to kind of get that week off uh, in preparation for Saturday's yeah, game next week? Yeah,
3: well, again, it started – Probably I don't know six weeks ago when we were, when we had the Open Cup and then we had uh, midweek league games um, and and I've said this quite a few times initially um, it's it, it isn't conventional to rotate seven eight guys a game obviously um, but with our group and the mentality that we we speak about every day um, I think it's important to give guys opportunities what they do with it is is on them and what they've done with it is shown that it doesn't matter who steps in um that i can contribute and energy for us is a big factor and obviously playing three games in a week you're not going to get the same energy if you play the same guys three games in a week and so it's always balancing out um that part of it um the energy part of it and then tactically how they 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 can you know the relationships and the different positions um so there's there's a there's a ton that goes into it from from a thought perspective but i think this week it was is basically you know we've been on the road and the travel takes it out of you going to dc coming back home for father's day and then going out to st louis uh you're in different time zones your sleeping's wrong i mean there's a lot of variables that that a lot of people don't uh, or a lot of people underestimate the impact that it has um and that's why it's so difficult to win on the road so for me, it's just great that the guys that were out there tonight stepped up and did another fantastic job, which keeps the group competitive, which has guys vying for positions. Um, and, and, and and I think everyone feels like they're contributing to, to where we're at right now.
0: There you go. Papa Mascherini addressing the media. We will take a timeout. We'll come back on the other side. Uh, more players to come. This is the RSL Postmatch Show right here on the RSL Radio Network. Welcome back to the RSL Post-Match Show right here on the RSL Radio Network. Spencer Warren, Tom Hackett, J-Catch, breaking things down as RSL draws 2-2 with Minnesota United. You just heard from Pablo Mastroeni. Uh, We will bring you players as soon as they come to the podium. Uh, I think one thing that Pablo talked about is he he liked the fact, and we already talked about this a little bit earlier on, is the fight. His team did not give up, especially when they went down 2-0. He said they just continued to press, and that they were rewarded for that. So now you talked about the fact that, uh, that Minnesota essentially went in on time-wasting from, like, the, what, the 55th minute, it felt like. They mm-hmm. were really trying to waste time, and RSL made it pay for that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, it's a testament to the, the mentality that this this group of players has, you know, the bare minimum because they know they get strips torn off of them if they mm-hmm. haven't performed and given 100%, you know, win, lose, or draw. Um, but no, vital that, that they kept going, and, and I think it was vital for the crowd as well because when the when the first goal went in for RSL, the atmosphere completely changed in the mm-hmm. stadium. Nobody was leaving, and uh, obviously the roof came off when the uh, when this equalizer went on went in. It would have gone off even more if uh, Dami had made connection with that header oh. late on as well. Um, when RSL just continued to, to press, um, Diego Luna with that shot that he just dragged wide in the near post. You know, I thought that was in because uh, I could see the, the the net ripple, and I was uh, almost over the uh, the hoardings there in the uh, press box. But yeah, I, I just I like the fight. Um, it's it's somewhat of a victory. It f- almost feels like three points. Mm-hmm. It's not obviously, but they've got to to figure out how they can <clears throat> have the have the uh, opportunities to to keep the, the the ball, but not leave themselves so open at the back.
0: The man that drew.
4: RSL level two two sitting on the podium. Here's Justin Glad. The recognition before the game and then to get such an exciting equalizer there kind of at the death. Uh what were what were your emotions like tonight, I guess?
5: Yeah, no, I was I was definitely excited. Uh especially my, my grandma and grandma or my grandma and grandpa flew out, um, which was a surprise. I didn't I didn't expect them to be there, so that's that was an awesome moment for me. Um and yeah, obviously the three points would have been incredible. I thought we had it there at the end um but to, but to score in front of my family it, in that fashion was was fun can you just take us through the goal and uh what you saw and how it developed yeah well to be honest I, I had flashbacks because I swear there was a, a play exactly like that a couple games ago and I hit it over and I said to myself after the game if that happens again I just got to hit it as hard as I can and Put it on frame. So that's literally what I was thinking when when that moment happened, and and put it on frame, and then winning the goal. So you're on track for five goals. That was the goal. Still was, the goal. Yeah, there. yeah. Here we go. Fingers crossed. Couple more.
4: Hey, Justin. Thank you for your time. Um, obviously, Pablo was talking kind of about the locker room and how at halftime it was it was pretty quiet, um, and then. Post game, it was it was a very different feeling. Um, this is your this is your 201st appearance as a homegrown, first RSL homegrown to be able to to do that for this team. What does the culmination of this game in front of you mentioned some of your family, getting the goal, the equalizer, the emotions from this game? What does everything that has to do with with this game tonight mean for
5: you and for this club? Yeah. Um... I mean, for me, it's it's a it's an achievement I'm, I'm super proud of, um, but it's just another another milestone along the way. You know, um, I'm trying to continue to get 300, get 400. Um, but like you said, I, I'm very proud of it. My fam has been there for for all of it, the ups and downs. Um, you know, it's not always just like this, so they've been uh, incredible. And, and even just the guys on the team. Um, really everyone uh, has has played a huge part in, in my career so it 's been it 's been awesome um and and for tonight, I think it was just massive that we got the result obviously we haven um, <clears> 't <throat> been getting results at home which is which is disappointing for us disappointing for our fans it 's nice to win on the road, but it's it 's a special feeling when you win in front of your your home fans and and they get to share in that um so I was happy to get the point, happy to give the fans an exciting game. But at this point, you know, it's it's still just about keeping that, um, keeping the groove going and keep climbing the table and, and you know, making a, making a run and, and hopefully winning some trophies here. Two goals for Minnesota in the first half, and you guys are
4: down 2-0 at halftime. But in the second half, you looked pretty good defensively, got the, the shutout in the second half. Um, what was it that, that kind of led to the back lines improvement as this game went on?
5: I think, I think it was not just the back line. I think as a team, there was more, more commitment, more, more willingness to to run for each other and, and to, and to get back and make tackles. Um, obviously as a back line, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's on us if we can score it on, but uh, I thought the, the work in front of us was incredible the second half to, to get back, track back, get their 10s get uh, running through and, and tracking those runners, which makes our job that much easier. So. Cool. Justin, congrats for your score. Uh, yeah. I know, did you score before more goals? And I call so many goals too. But at, at this point, you say you have your family, you score before. Um, how did you feel because when I call this game, I call like we won the cup or something. Yeah. Did you feel like that? You want to compare this goal with another times? Um, no, I would. I would say that was probably my my favorite goal that I've scored in my career. Um, you know, it's uh, left footed. I had the fam here, two hundredth game, or celebrating the two hundredth uh, milestone. Um, so that was that was for sure my favorite goal. So that was. Just an exciting moment for me and, and my family, so: uh, Justin, uh, also I want to to ask you about you, you played for the academy, and now Real Lake it's having many other players who also played for the academy, like Bodidalgo and uh, Diego Luna. Uh, how do you see the development of those younger players who are uh, having a good performance in the past few games? Yeah, no, it's 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 awesome to see. Um, obviously, the the Salt Lake has done an incredible job with their academy over the years, um, and, and to see these young guys, um, you know, perform and get games under the belts and perform at a high level, it, it's always exciting, and it shows that it can be done. Um, and and it's uh, for me, I think it's awesome for the club. It's it's awesome to see that that pipeline is still there, um, and yeah, it. it, it it's exciting for the future as well because that means there's going to be more kids like Bodie, more kids, Gavin Beavers coming up, stepping up and, and playing in these big games. Um, so it's it's awesome to see.
0: Anything else? All right. Thank you, guys. Cool. There you go. Justin Glad, addressing the media and Speno. I just saw this from MLS Communications on uh, Twitter. Scoring in the 98th minute against Minnesota United tonight, Real Salt Lake's Justin Glad recorded the latest game tying goal in RSL history, scoring at 97 minutes and 46 seconds.
1: Yeah, testament again to the to the boys, uh, mm-hmm. and obviously the the calmness of Diego Luna on that goal as well. Just mm-hmm. to be able to control it, knowing that it's late. On you know, you, you can be forgiven for making a rash decision and just belting it across the, the the goal line, but just to to be able to you know softly volley, even though it took a, a a deflection off the defender. Yeah. But, yeah, just the poise uh, and body shape of, of Justin Glad to hit that on the half volley and put it into the roof of the net. Yeah, nothing nothing short of what RSL deserved.
2: He's got three goals now on the I year, know. doesn't he? In
0: a state, yeah. And in a, his stated goal was to get to five this year. Well, he's on track. Yeah. He's, he's on his way. He had the two early on. Obviously, this gets him to three and – I wouldn't bet against him getting to that five that five tally that he wants to, and maybe going beyond that. We'll see what happens. All right, we will take another time out here. We'll come back. I will get some final thoughts, look around at what happened in Major League Soccer as well. More in a moment. This is your RSL post match show right here on the RSL Radio Network. Welcome back to the RSL post-match show. As RSL draws 2-2 with Minnesota United, Spencer Warren, Jake Hatch, Tom Hackett breaking things down here at America First Field. Uh, Fans have cleared out. They're obviously cleaning up. But uh, coming off this, this should give them some momentum, hopefully going back to Toronto. And they could push their road form if they win in Toronto to 10 unbeaten. They could go double digits next week.
1: Yeah, and this this is a Toronto team that – have struggled at home similarly to to RSL. I think they're three one and six at home. That's where most of their points have come. They've just got four yeah, three, on the one, road this season. Yeah, three yeah. one and six. You're right. Yeah. yeah, and and so they've they've been struggling. It's it's strange because they spend plenty of money. Yes. But since Greg Vanney left, they've just nosedived. They they haven't been able to get it right. And uh, yeah, this this RSO will be you know licking their lips. Again, nothing's a given in this league, as we saw from Minnesota tonight. I thought RSL might breeze past them for the first 20 minutes, but how wrong was I? But, uh, yeah, it's another opportunity, a full week of training, um, getting over those niggles uh, and knocks and whatnot and Mm -hmm. and getting a little bit of rest, you know, maybe uh, tomorrow or Monday off. And uh, you know, just just getting up there and and trying to keep this good form, this good rolling form, on because right now the the away form is what's keeping RSL relevant in the playoff hunt.
0: Well, the funny thing about this, you look at Toronto; they're they're second to last in the table in the Eastern Conference. The only team worse than them is Inter Miami, who is soon to have Leo Messi joining up. So. Uh, Crazy stuff all the same. Um, Tom, any final thoughts from you as you go out the door here?
2: Well, I just think, um, you know, you can look at this match two ways, I think, if you're Pablo Mastroianni. You look at the first half, you conceded two goals. You didn't play too poorly. And uh, you're probably disappointed with both of those concessions. Um, But that's football sometimes. I think... For Real Salt Lake, they need to look at this game and take the positives away from it. They, they gained momentum. The way mm-hmm. that ended, that equalizing goal in the 97th, 98th minute, that that's enough to, to will you on for at least another week and mm-hmm. take that momentum and decent form into Toronto and see if you can uh, make it 10 unbeaten on the road. So uh, all in all, I think, um, you know, would fans have preferred three points, of course? yeah. Are they leaving unhappy? No. I think it was a win for Real Salt Lake at the
0: end. on your
1: takeaways? Yeah, just more of the same. You know, obviously to figure it out at home is, is a big deal. But uh, that's, that's for another day. That, that comes July 8th against Orlando mm-hmm. when you have Chicho available, obviously. But so, to, you know, thoughts 100% on Toronto and uh, piling on more misery up in uh, north of the border. Uh, only one match still going, by the way,
0: in Major League Soccer. St. Louis up 2 1 on San Jose late, and that went out at PayPal Park out there in the Bay Area. Uh, all other scores looking at it. Uh, United States men's national team drew 1 1 with Jamaica and U.S. men's national team. Uh, LAFC losing 3 2 to Vancouver, and then uh, Seattle and Orlando tra- drawing 0 0. Some of the other scores of note. But we will sign off. We'll be back next Saturday as RSL, as mentioned, goes to Toronto FC. It'll be a five thirty first kick. That means a 4.30 pre-match show right here on the RSL Radio Network.
3: Until then, have a great rest of your night. This has been your RSL post-match show on the RSL Radio Network.